Hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass, along with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are continuing our discussion this week with author, speaker, Mary DeMuth on her book, Seven Deadly Friendships. Micah, isn't this so good? It has just been so refreshing to objectively look at relationships in our lives and try to understand safe and toxic relationships through God's word. It has. You know, this is a needed topic. We all want to have deep friendships. We all want to have good friendships. We want to Mm -hmm. have that friend that we can call when we need someone. But sometimes those deep friendships get so deep that when we're hurt, it hurts even worse, right? Yes. (laughs) Hurts even deeper and deeper. So this is a, such a good needed topic as we look at friendships and relationships. So we're excited to talk a little bit more with Mary about her book. And, you know, I think every woman needs to get this book. Yes, definitely. I really do. And so Mary, I can't wait to hear what you have to share with us today. It's so great to be here and lovely to see your faces and uh, and to see your friendship too, which is awesome. Amen. Well, you know, the scripture today is Proverbs 27, 17 out of the New Living Translation. It is such a good reminder to me that to be a good friend, we have to be willing to care for one another and sometimes share things that might hurt. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You know, still sometimes I think we all can take on the attitude of being junior Holy Spirit and trying to fix people. Mary, how do we discern between a caring friend who is sharing a hard word and an intrusive friend who's trying to run our lives? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And I would say that it, it really gets back to how you feel and not to have our emotions be, you know, the only barometer, but how do you feel after the interaction? So it's kind of like when, uh, when you are convicted by the Holy Spirit, there's always a sense of peace and joy and like, oh, there's no like dark shame hanging over you versus when, when something happens and you just have that dark shame. So with a friend, if you feel like, okay, of course, there's going to be some reticence and some pushing back of, I don't want to hear about my sin. But as you sit back with it and sit with it and you uh, reflect back over the interaction and remember what your friend looked like and what her face looked like and how she was treating you, uh, if she was being kind-hearted and, uh, and the words ring true, then that is a true friend. But if she was being um, shame-filled and sa- saying things like, you never do this or you always do that or why can't you just figure this out, this like blaming angry parent kind of voice, then that's an indication that it's maybe not a healthy relationship. Those words never and always are always so <laughs> painful, aren't they? Yes. Because they're so final. It's like mm-hmm. you always do this. Well, not exactly always, maybe once or twice, <laughs> or you never. Well, actually that one time I did, right? <laughs> but I love that. That's so good. And, you know, a true friend will offer some correction sometimes or some criticism sometimes, Mm -hmm. but the key is always in love because they love you so much. They want to help you. Right. And I kind of feel like you're that kind of friend to me. Like, you know, we can be, (laughs) you can be truthful. And I feel like I can be truthful with you, even if we don't see eye to eye on the same plane. You know what I mean? Right. I think the maturity of friends really makes a difference to their maturity and their walk with the Lord because 
let's face it, we can get a, just so involved in civilian affairs down here. You know, this person likes me, this person doesn't like me. It is such a colossal waste of time. Mm. And so it's so refreshing when you have friendships who are all about kingdom mindset. You know, how are we progressing and sharing the gospel and loving people? But, you know, we're all fallible. We have those fleshly moments. You know, there was a, a defining moment for me in a very unhealthy dynamic I had serving on a team in a church. People were vying for my position and gossip was rampant. But there was this still small voice that quickened my heart and gave me such peace. The Lord spoke to my spirit that anything that was said about me needed to go through him first. If it was biblical, what they were saying, and there was merit to it, it didn't label me. I think that's the part of that shame culture. You know why I wrote the book, Shame Off You, is because a lot of times that is the problem in our relationships. It's constantly blaming and labeling each other. But I could receive it if, it's, if there's truth in it that God wants me to receive, and I could forgive myself and move on. But if their gossip was not biblical and had no merit, I could let it go. In other words, what I mean by this is if there's a scripture, if there's a principle that I am breaking that I need to be teachable to, I want to be teachable. But if it's just their personal preference, that's on them. And this was powerful to me. You know, Mary, do you have a lens you use evaluating relationships and whether or not there's biblical merit? Well, I, I believe it was Jim Rohn who said that it's the five people around us who define us, and uh, they really shape who we are. And so those people are really, I mean, they are key and important. And Jesus, of course, he had 12 and three. And so I, I definitely want to be very cautious about who I let in. And in the first, you know, many years of my life, I, life, I was like, bring it all in. I want all the friends and everything. Now the, the lens that I've been using is this. I'm asking myself, does this person help me grow in Christ? Do they applaud my relationship with Jesus? Do they challenge me to think differently about him? Do they, is it just all status quo and the same old Christianese words that we're throwing back and forth to each other? Or do they really make me think? And those are the kind of people I want to be around. That's the iron sharpening iron. Um, of course, I have, you know, I want to have relationships with people who don't yet know Christ, but I'm not including them here. I'm talking about my deepest friendships where um, mm -hmm. we are breaking bread together. And I want those folks to, you know, help me grow. And I want to be a part of helping them grow as well. I love that. I think this is so powerful and so needed. We often tend to be drawn to the easy relationships, right? But the relationships you're talking about, they're harder because they challenge you and they, they cause you to have to grow because mm -hmm. you have to think, what do I believe? And why do I believe this? And are my beliefs lining up with God's word? Am I willing to measure myself not by each other, but am I willing to measure myself up against the Bible, up against yes. God's word? And so these are deep friendships that are often hard to maintain. Well, what I love about our friendship, Micah, is I know when we're talking about something, I know you're going to go back to the Bible, you know, and then we both have that, you know, we will try to go deeper on things and not just stay on the surface. Mm -hmm. And that's just so important. Um, I think humility is key to all of our relationships too. We can tend to think of everything from our vantage point, 
But if we have the mind of Christ, as was mentioned in the last episode, we view people as Christ does. We don't make people enemies or consider ourselves better. We recognize who the real enemy is and how he can influence us all. This is so hard for me because I always think that my ideas are the best ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, um, what about, or how about we do it this way? I don't know. You're pretty, you know, I think you're pretty, you know, flexible. (laughs) Thank you. This is good affirmation. But often in the depths of my heart, I deal with that pride issue Mm. of, thinking my way is the best way. So I love how you're pointing it back here. What is, what is Christ? What is Christ telling us? You know, what does he have for us? Well, I think what's really humbling is sometimes we ourselves are guilty of demonic influence. You know, we, we have, we don't even recognize it because it's just so natural, but with like 70,000 plus thoughts a day, all of those are not going to be redeeming. We're going to have those thoughts of, hmm, I wonder what that person thinks about me. And hey, that wasn't, you know, mm. and we have to capture those thoughts. But so when we're not, you know, and we're in a relationship and we're not necessarily in that moment being influenced by the devil, Mary, how do we help others recognize that they are under the influence without casting all the blame on them? Yeah. And I think that's a super important distinction and one that I pray a lot. Um, about on my daily show. I just recorded some episodes, so it's at top of mind. It's this idea that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against those spiritual powers. And it helps me to kind of make that disconnect so that I'm not so hostile and angry toward that person. Yes. I realize this is not a battle against them. It's a, it's a spiritual battle. And so um, the things that I've tried to do is when I know that someone is speaking lies into their own lives, and I can see it, or they've even voiced them, I will try to just gently and kindly and sweetly, hopefully, speak the truth. And usually that truth is very life-giving, so it's not like a negative thing that I'm, I'm, I'm saying. But um, I think it's important as friends that we speak the truth in love to one another and say, hey, you know what? You talking about your body in that way is not what the Lord would have for you. Um, let's talk about how he really sees you. He loves you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you continually say those negative things about yourself, you're reaffirming something that isn't true. And uh, I'm preaching that to myself right now. So uh, yeah, we also have to preach it to ourselves. (laughs) It's true. And the speaking the truth over the lies is key. You know, we, I think saying it out loud, even, you know, we are battling against principalities and powers that we can't see. And yet I believe we can be heard in the name of Jesus. If we speak the name of Jesus and we speak the truth over the lies, there's power in that. There is so much power in that. Just yesterday, my husband's car was having trouble and it was a bad day. I had fallen down the steps. It was just like the little things that piled up and I walked out and I'm like, Lord, please. (laughs) Jesus, please. This is the devil is just all over our lives today. And we need, we need your power and we need your strength. And that smoke that was coming from the car, it subsided and it relaxed. And I thought, okay, okay, Lord, you are here and you are with us. And sometimes, and I'm, I'm going on a bunny trail here, but it's a good one. (laughs) I, I just, I look up in the sky and I see the clouds and, you know, I see the glory of God and I, as a little girl, I would look up at the clouds and I would see the shapes and I would imagine, I have this wonderful imagination and I would see the power of God. But 
I say that to say we gotta we gotta look around in our relationships and look for the glory of God in our relationships. Look for the power of God in people's lives, and when we see it, we will know it. Amen. You know, for some reason right now, so you talk about rabbit trails. I'm thinking about the movie. I think it was called Hunger Games, and um, I'm not a real fan of uh, some aspects. It's a it's just a horrible look at humanity, right? But here's what I think about. It's like head games, you know, and I think a lot of times, just like in that movie, it's like this survival, right? Well, we're down here in this world and we're trying to live for Christ and we're surrounded by all this horrible influence everywhere we go. And we have to keep our minds focused on the word of God. And it's so hard to do. And that's why we need these friendships in our lives who are going to point us to that's our mission. That's our mission. Live on mission. Don't be distracted by these things, you know? So Mary, you have such a wonderful emphasis on prayer in your ministry. And God uses that in incredible ways for those who subscribe to your prayer emails. What role do you think prayer plays in developing healthy relationships? Well, it's essential. And um, I, my most favorite friends are the ones who will stop and say, let's pray about this together. And uh, remember a time where I was with a friend and we spent, you know, a very long time, over an hour praying because she was trying to understand. She just didn't understand that Jesus loved her. And we just wept through this long, long prayer. And I got to see her transform before my eyes. Um, I I love to pray for people. If I could just, if that could be my occupation, <laughs> I would awesome. do that because I love to see P- Jesus intersect people's lives. 